Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We are back, and today we're going to be talking about, what are we talking about, Julie? Five ways to get five deals from five people you know in the next five weeks. Five weeks, weeks. Or less. Five weeks or less. I think I changed the title for the, but, but same idea. Same idea. Yeah. Well, before we get to the first point, because this is obviously uh, great content for everyone who wants to, you know, actually sell real estate. Indeed. I want you, Julie and I are preparing a podcast that's going to be coming out uh, tomorrow that's all about the commission sharing lawsuits, and the commission sharing lawsuits... Uh, are things that are going that lawsuit and the resolution of it is going to have a seismic effect on the real estate industry. There's just no there's no nice way of saying it. What Julie and I have been talking about on this podcast for over a decade, and really what we've been talking about overall for last 20 years, is that we anticipated the uh, the automatic entitlement of a buyer agent commission uh, to become something that would be negotiated um, as the industry evolved. I'm frankly surprised it didn't happen a lot earlier. Me too. I mean, when you and I were selling real estate in the late 90s and we had a team of buyer agents that were working mm-hmm. for us, we had prepared a buyer agent presentation for them to use, mm-hmm. which the output or the, the goal of the buyer agent presentation was obviously they'd sign the buyer ag- the state-required agency form, mm-hmm. but also then they would assign an exclusive uh, buyer agency form right. and then do a net sheet on the rest of it. So mm-hmm. in other words, when Julie and I had a real estate team forever ago, the uh, agents that worked for us were being trained to present to that prospective buyer just as if, just at the same level, requiring the same level of skill and professionalism as if you were going on a listing appointment, assuming you have any skill and professionalism when going on listing appointments, that That's is. That's right. Which, by the way, all of our premier coaching clients and our elite coaching clients and our coaches are all trained to do the same and have been from the get-go. Right. So Julie has been preparing the notes for tomorrow's show. And Julie, you and I were talking prior to today's show. I had to you know, yes. have you stop so well, you can talk a little bit. News. Well, it is. So what you're studying this and, and you're writing out your bullets and whatnot. So what do you anticipate based on your research will change? Good question. I think first, grain of salt, nobody panic. It's going to take a little bit of time to work through this and see what the actual result will settle into. Because it could be one of several options, okay? Number one, we could decide as an industry that we want things to stay relatively status quo and just have more transparency. You know, all of the argument against this happening, uh, you know, right up to founders and brokers and everyone has been... It's been negotiable the whole time, okay? But it hasn't, the, you know, the lawsuit has to do with transparency and do, do sellers and buyers actually know that at the level that they will now? Okay. More specifically, the lawsuit has to do with the fact that the uh, plaintiffs were able to convince a jury yes. that the industry wasn't telling the sellers on the, the sellers that the buyer's agent commission was negotiable and was essentially more or less mandating. This was, you know, what they're... Colored it as a conspiracy. It, well, exactly. And then all these agents got together, or all these brokerages got together and decided to, uh, you know, make it so that the buyer's agents or the, that the, uh, the listing agent always had to pay the buyer agent commission. And it was always going to be whatever the percent was. Any of you who have been in the real estate business, especially on the listing side of things for any amount of time, you know that that isn't necessarily how things work. But in this particular class action or this particular uh, suit, they, was, they were able to convince, the plaintiff's attorneys were able to convince the jury that that is what had actually transpired. There's going to be more litigation that's also going to happen over the next, uh, I think, six months or less 
which, you know, might indeed be even more nails in the coffin of the traditional entitlement of a buyer's agent's commission, you know? So where does that lead, Julie? So number one is the industry, to your point, will more or less operate the same way, but it'll just be more disclosures when you're listing the house, explain to the seller, you know... Because we have decades of tradition of doing this. Explain to the seller that the buyer's agent commission is up to you, whatever you want to set it, and explain to the seller... Uh, the advantages of the, it being this or that or the other things, things of that nature. Yes, that could be. Okay, so so option one is it stays fairly close to how we've been operating just with more transparency. Option two would be a kind of different type of presentation, which, of course, we're going to do in coaching, um, where you have two things to check perhaps on a listing agreement. One is how much you're, you, the seller, are going to agree to pay the listing agent, and the other is an option to pay between zero and whatever percent um, to the buyer side, and you decide based on your conversation with the seller. Now, that brings us to a listing agent and a seller having to understand the benefit to buyer's agents, excuse me, <coughs> such as uh, we want to appeal to as many buyer's agents as possible so we can have as many showings as possible so that we can potentially have competing bids. And the amount, this is where the presentation would potentially go. The amount that you're going to make because we have created that kind of activity, the more showings you have, the more offers you'll get, the higher the price will potentially go, far exceeds not paying a buyer agent. That is kind of the direction where that could go. Okay? There'll have to be some more analytical, uh, analytical data that you know, validates that exactly. hypothesis. With some and, examples and things like that. And by the way, Julie is just sum- uh, summarizing what she's been reading. We're not offering her own opinions on this. We're working on that for uh, tomorrow's show. Um, and I think it's still still too soon to tell exactly what direction it's going to be. There's a bit of a collective unconscious out there amongst agents and brokers and even loan officers about how this all should go. So then the third option potentially would be everything on the buyer side becomes negotiable and you're going to have to provide overwhelming value if you are a buyer's agent and you're going to operate not knowing exactly how much you're potentially going to make. It could be anywhere from well, zero to something. But specifically, for example, when you take a listing as a listing agent, you do write on the on the listing contract with the commission the yes. seller is going to pay you for doing you know the job right. selling your home. Mm-hmm. The same type of thing in the third option that we're working on could very well be that the buyer's agents now are going to have to have that level of uh, you know presentation, very similar. Yeah. objection handling, showing value, why they'd want to actually why the buyer wants to work with that buyer agent. And then the buyer's agent is going to ask the buyer then to pay the buyer's agent commission when they find them a suitable home. Now, that buyer's agent commission will legally be the responsibility of the buyer, not the seller. That doesn't mean, if you combine some of the things Julie just said, that doesn't mean that the buyer's agent commission couldn't then be paid for by the seller. You just have to write, uh, ask for it in the uh, seller's purchase. concessions. Seller's concessions, which you can get up to seven percent, which we've done for decades. <laughs> exactly, it, that's actually very normal. Right, okay? and you guys get it. So what's going to have to happen? Really, where the pain is going to come in the industry, I think, frankly, mm-hmm. isn't from the agents, the boots on the ground. It's from the agents that don't have the skill set to know how to show their value to a buyer's agent, which let's be honest, is half the agents, if not more out there, because for the most part, and working with buyers, you've said this perfectly in our best-selling book, Harris Rules, working with buyers is physical labor, working with sellers is mental labor, but now working with buyers is going to be physical labor and mental labor. Yes, absolutely. And this on top of all of the challenges that this market brings us, right? This is sort of the, the next thing that we all have to deal with. However, I am confident that you and I as coaches in our coaching organization will navigate through this 
and show them exactly how to deal with it so you can not just survive this change, but thrive in it and rise to the top as the professional that you are. Well, right there, Julie just said it. I mean, there's, I think it was Baron Von Rothschild that said, and uh, when there's blood on the streets, buy real estate. And and you've heard a lot of other people say perhaps a little bit cleaner versions of that. <laughs> Maybe, but yeah. the, the gist of it is, is when other people are panic, go the opposite direction. So what you're going to see and where the opportunity is going to be, where you, as we say every day on this podcast in our coaching program, you've got to really focus on getting your skills on because the agent that's going to win in this marketplace is the agent that's going to have the skills. So those of you who have invested a lot of time, money, and effort into building your brand, if you don't have the skills to back it up, in other words, you might attract that buyer to want to call you, but if that buyer is not going to sign your buyer exclusive buyer agency contract where you're going to be more or less guaranteed to get paid for your work, well, to Julie's point, you might be finding yourself where working for free. So this yes. is where the rubber is going to meet the road. This is how the industry is going to lean back into less of sort of the egotistical marketing branding sort of look at me yes. type stuff and more towards agents that have the skill set. Well, that's true. And one thing that I can say with 5,000% certainty is that the listing agent is going to win at an even higher oh, level yeah. as oh, a result of all this. There's no doubt. I mean, that that's crazy. If you think about from a, if you have to choose, which all of you do, where are you going to put your effort in every day? And most of us, and the older you get, this number diminishes, trust me, <laughs> you have three to five hours a day where you're really frosty, where you can really get things done at a high, uh, high level. You might work for eight or 12 or doesn't matter however many hours, you, you know, but it's three to five hours a day. Now, in those three to five hours, most of you have not been focused on what's going to put you in a position to help the most people make the most money. You've been distracted by all the shiny objects. And the shiny object syndrome is something that all agents are going to be forced to go through You know, a 12-step recovery program now for. And so I want to help you skip ahead by a year or two years. You're in the industry a year or two years from now, and you're looking back wishing you what you would have done. What you would, wish you would have done is really drill down on the actual professional skill set that maybe no one else other than Julie and I have told you that you need to have to really, frankly, become the most successful agent. It was um, Charlie Munger who said, don't try to make yourself famous, try to make your work famous. Or more specifically, try to make the results that you get for other people famous. So all this effort, all this focus, all this idea that you will win if you have this bigger brand and people think of real estate, they think of you. There is a still, there is still a place for that in the conversation. But if you don't get the, when you get that lead, if you get a lead from all that, uh, you know, essentially buying leads, marketing, branding, and you don't know actually how to present that person and get them to sign a contract, you've just wasted your time and your money and your money exactly and your potential really. Yes, I mean that's absolutely. the sad part. Yeah, so we are here to save you from some of that frustration. And we're going to talk about this more tomorrow. And then our time remaining, we're going to go over how to make a, a close five transactions in the next five weeks. Julie's focused mostly on centers of influence of past clients for the sake of today's notes, which is great because it's something all of you guys can do. And as always, our notes for today's show, other than what we just talked about, yes. are down below. So scroll below and you'll find our notes for today's show. And then also when you're there, guess what? There's a link for you to join Premier Coaching. How about this being the perfect time for you to actually get your skills on? So join Premier Coaching. The link to join is below. And, uh, you know, this is this, any sort of change. The greatest okay, – let me just it's okay. blether for one more second. The greatest fortunes in the history of history have always been made during the greatest times of change. The history th – this is just something I want you to think about. The greatest fortunes – think of an industry – I'll give a great example, real estate. 
And I'll give you even a better example, EXP Realty. EXP Realty was founded and started in 2009. What else was going on in 2009? Well, you know, real it estate- It was a dumpster fire, let's was, just be honest. I was going to say dumpster <laughs> fire too. The industry was a bit of a dumpster fire. And then real, and what happened was EXP got its chops and got its momentum during what would have been anybody from the outside would have said, why the hell are you actually starting real estate brokerage now? What are you thinking? Virtual real estate brokerage? What are you talking about? Yeah. Right? Um, so that is where EXP got started. And what now has happened is EXP has become one of the largest, fastest growing brokerages in the history of real estate. You And you, you go to all these other things that, that have emerged during times when everyone was in panic mode. Those are the biggest businesses now. You can go all the way back in history and to the Industrial Revolution and all these other big, you know, big changes that happened globally, even before the United States. And you're going to find that is consistent. The biggest fortunes are always made during the greatest times of change. We're in one of those times now for our industry. And, and why is that true? Because more, when, there, when everything is the way it was, and it changed today, when everything was the way it was, it's easy for the incumbents to maintain their position of power because they just keep on chugging out what they've been doing. But in, during times of change, the incumbents don't, generally speaking, have a real solid plan B, and they're the ones that get displaced. And that, you know, that leaves cracks in the foundation for new plants to grow, for you know, new things to actually uh, emerge, new ideas, and new leaders in the local markets. And that's going to be you guys. So scroll down, click the link to join Premier Coaching. And by the way, there's also some information about uh, joining Julie uh, with Julie and I at EXP Realty. That's down below as well. All right, Julie, I will try not to interrupt you again. That's okay. So, and I'll try not to clear my throat too much here today. Okay, so five ways to get five deals from people you already know in five weeks or less. And again, the notes are posted for you. So here's two, uh, three assumptions. Assumption A, that you have your contacts organized in some sort of CRM. The best CRM is the one that you know how to use. If you're with EXP, for example, you can use KV Core. If you don't have a CRM, an organized database, realize that you probably do. It's called the contacts in your phone. Well, let, so, sorry. It's okay. I, I'll add to that. You're good. I, Julie and I text like crazy people, and many of you do too. Because we're texting with you, so you text a lot too. Because we're texting with you, so I know you text. We know a lot. you do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you can go to your in your in your let's say iPhone or your Android phone. You can actually see your entire contact list, and that's your CRM effectively. If you don't have one, the reason I'm pointing that out is because it, this is Julie's you know first point. But do not. Uh, just stop there. So if you're saying, oh, can't do anything else because I don't have a CRM. Yeah, that's why we made that the first point. Exactly. So go and use your phone and just start, you know, checking A through Z and start texting people and, and having new, or leak. I actually wouldn't even text them this time of year. I would call them. Yes. After today, you can start calling people and tell them happy holidays, right? No one's going to be offended. Be the first one to call them. Be the mm -hmm. first one to mail them a holiday card, that kind of thing. So point. Okay. So assumption B, you are coachable and will follow this plan exactly for five weeks with no excuses, modifications, or exclusions. Remember it's five weeks, not five days or five hours. It is five weeks, not five minutes either. So this assumes that you are coachable and paying attention. All right. Assumption C, you are not interested in throwing your money away on random leads or impressions, and you'd rather be nurturing people who already know you. These are your friends, your past clients, your professional sphere of influence, and new people you meet and add to your database. That's what this plan is based on. So again, five deals in five weeks. Point number one, record one simple short video. Oh, I don't have video equipment. Use your iPhone. 
just like the previous point. In the video, you will do two things. First, a simple market update. You can find this in your weekly or monthly reports from your board of realtors. It's in your email. You already have that. Next, you're going to offer to send a free comparable market analysis to see what their home is worth in today's market. Text or email you to receive your free analysis ASAP and send this video to everyone in your database. Let me give them a script. So you're doing a video, you're holding the phone out in front of you. I want you to say this. Hey, this is Tim Harris with eXp Realty. So listen, I've been getting a lot of calls and texts and emails and smoke signals from people I know, love, and care about. They're all asking me the same question. What the heck is going on with my home's value in this market? So I'm going to start uh, calling everyone and uh, let them know, what's, give them a value, uh, an update on their home's value. And so I'm going to call everyone once a week, the, the, all my friends, all my family, so no one has to worry or panic. And I'm giving a quick snapshot of what's going on in their home's value. And I'm going to start, I'll call you today, or you then decide, listener, how you're going to follow up with that. Maybe you can just do another video that's going to be a quick snapshot, or maybe you actually call them. I would definitely, definitely suggest calling them. And so when, when you call them, I know, when you call them, what you're going to say is, hi, this is Tim Harris with, AB, or with EXP Realty. I've got your quick snapshot of what's going on in your home's value. And I have great news for you. Your home has increased by 8% in the last 12 months. Your home is now worth around this in this price range. Um, and I hopefully that's going to help you feel very confident about your decision to be invested in local real estate or whatever you want to say. You know, be nicey-nicey. It's the holidays, sure. right? And then um, ask them, oh, by the way, uh, you know, it, would you like me to do a more in-depth study of your home's value? Um, I can give you lots of comps and be more than happy to do it. If they say yes then I want you to assume that they're thinking about selling their house. If they say, no, don't worry about it, here's what you're going to say. Okay, I appreciate that. No problem. Oh, and by the way, Merry Christmas. Oh, before I, I let you go, whom do you know who's, uh, that I should be helping in this market that's thinking about buying or selling real estate? So in the conversation with asking for a referral, after you've earned the right to ask them a referral because you brought them value of letting them know what's going on in their home's value. And by the way, you've also explained to them that they've increased their net worth by 8% because the house has gone up by 8%. Trust me when I tell you they're going to love getting your call. Matter of fact, they're going to love getting your call every single month because you're going to do this every single month. Now, if they ask for a CMA, you're going to have to, uh, the next question is going to be, okay, great, I'll get started on it. Can you give me some updates of what's going on, what improvements you've made in the house? And they'll tell you and then ask them, so um, of the homes you've seen sell in your neighborhood that you thought were similar to your house, which of those do you think was most similar to yours? Now, here's a tip. If they start giving you comps <laughs> for their house. <laughs> now you have a real listing lead. I promise you that's a real seller. And then you say, okay, so it's, it sounds like you've done your homework on this. And then you can joke with them. You know, my spidey senses are tingling and telling me you're actually thinking about putting your house for sale. So ideally, how soon would you like this property to be sold? Or if this property were to be for sale, where would you guys go next if you thought about that? And all these scripts and all these techniques are in Premier Coaching. You know what to do. That's straight out of the seller pre-qualification script. It, well, I played with it a little bit, but yes. you did. Well, that's because when you learn scripts, you memorize, internalize, and personalize. And because you've said that script five million times, you are able to personalize it a little bit. And that's okay once you've learned them. Okay, point number two, at least two times per week for the next five weeks, take a past client to coffee or lunch. You're going to use your Ford script, that's family, occupation, recreation, dreams, also included premier coaching, to get caught up with them and be sure to ask who they know who could use your help buying or selling real estate. Bonus, if you can meet another past client or meet at another past client or friend's coffee shop, ice cream shop, restaurant, connect your sphere of influence with each other whenever possible. And again, it's the holidays. Make the most of it. 
That's right. They're probably having events. All you have to do is show up and bring somebody from your database. Well, for the most part, people are in better moods this time of year. A lot yeah. of people take a lot of time mm-hmm. off this time of year. They're fully caffeinated. They're fully caffeinated. <laughs> There's lots of parties. Yeah. So you guys will, even if you're uh, introverted dorks like Julie and I, uh, you're going to have lots of opportunity. And if you have little kids, it's not even opportunity. You're going to be forced to go. Nonstop. <laughs> Nonstop yeah. to social events. Make sure when you're there, you become the purveyor of what will mostly be great news, despite all the headlines and the horribleness that's always happening in the world that you're going to be able to let them know in your market. By the way, guys, in your market, homes have increased in value and by some cases uh, close to double digits. 45% on average for the entire country over the past three years. Yeah. Okay. So most of, the people, most of the people you're talking about or t- will talk to, even though the doom and gloom, what, again, that's always there, even though the doom and gloom that's always there is going to be probably uh, you know, a dark cloud in their, uh, in their minds, when you let them know and when they ask you about what's going on in the real estate market, because they will, you're going to be able to say, well, you know, great, you, this is an amazing fact. I'm surprised not more people are talking about this. But in our marketplace, homes have increased by 45%. When did you guys buy your house five years ago? Well, I don't know if you considered it, but the fact is, is that you're, you've doubled the you've been there long enough that the house has probably doubled in value. Go you. Okay, now let me interject something that should have been maybe point three and a half here. Okay, and and that is that when you have those conversations where you're giving them all that good news of what their home is now worth, don't be surprised if that then puts you into a discussion about property taxes. So when you are doing these calls, these videos, these communications. Or in person at parties. And especially in person, you should have done the research ahead of time, which will take you maybe a half an hour on your auditor's website. If you sell in more than one county, go to each county's website and know how to fight your property tax. If they want to keep their house, that you're still providing value. You can still ask who they know who could use your help buying or selling real estate, but expect that to come up because I'm seeing that happen a lot. Hearing from coaching clients that that is a big discussion. So remember our first point was to offer a free market analysis and you did a great job with the script for that. I will remind you guys that sometimes somebody's asking for a CMA because uh, this is kind of dried up lately. They may be thinking about refinancing. Most people, yeah. I, th- I think I read 92% of people either but, refied or already have a low rate. But tie those two <laughs> thoughts in together because mm-hmm. that's really important. Um, this is something we also coach all of you guys to do. So if you like, by the way, what you're getting on this podcast, this is just like a sampler plate, you know, yeah. of what actually Premier Coaching is. But you could and you should, depending on your market, you, uh, go into your marketplace and uh, do a mar- – you could do a letter, a calling thing. doesn't matter. Let them know that they that you will give them the information on how they can have their property taxes reassessed. Yes. Julie's suggestion is that you would tie that to your leads calls when you're calling these folks and you're con- conversing with these people. Uh, and let's just say they don't want a more in-depth CMA. Well, they're all going to want information on how to lower their property taxes. And in most markets, lowering the property taxes requires that the owner turns in essentially an agent CMA, not an appraisal in most markets. As far as I know, that hasn't but changed. They, they do ask for comps. And a form. So, Julie, just closer. That's okay. all I'm saying. And a form. Uh, it's expl- Which you can get on the auditor's website. All of this, everything that we've talked about, 100% of it on today's podcast so far is free, free, and free. And what you're doing is you're bringing tremendous value. So even if they don't want to sell their house, now you've showed them the path to actually lower their property taxes. You don't think they're not going to love you. And during all these holiday parties, they're not going to be, when they trip over someone who's thinking about buying or selling, not immediately mention your name. Of course they are. Because you provided value. Some of you don't make these calls or videos 
because you don't know what to say. Well, we just gave you something of value to share. And this should also cut through what all of you use. Well, frankly, most inexperienced agents will say to themselves, I don't want to come off as a pushy salesperson. Did anything I just say sound like uh, would make you a pushy salesperson or somebody that's bringing tremendous value to those folks? Amen. If you weren't a licensee and you stumbled across somebody that was offering to do a free CMA, letting you know your home has increased in value by 45%, and also then offering to help you lower your property taxes, wouldn't you kind of love on that person? I would. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, point number three. Make Remember, you're doing all of these things. You're not just choosing one or two of them. Uh, make five contacts per day to your past clients and center of influence five days a week for five weeks. A contact is a conversation with a decision-making adult about real estate. Remember to ask, who do they know who could use your help buying or selling real estate? And we did so just, those are real contacts. And we did give you an overview. You're going to be calling them every single month. You're going to give them an updated, uh, you know, this is great news. In the past 30 days, your home has increased by $12,000. You know, don't spend it all, don't put it all on blue. I mean, you know, a little joking, yeah. a little joking now and then always makes people laugh and makes people more, uh, you know, makes the calls easier for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's going to be what you're going to talk about. And you can also sprinkle in other things, you know, just to, sure. you know, keep it social. Well, some of you are doing your own events because you listen to our podcast about how to run center of influence and uh, past client appreciation events. So you can weave that in, inviting them to your events or inviting them to something to go to together. So number, speaking of events, point number four, go to at least three meetups per week and talk about real estate. Now, these can be organizations, clubs, going to the gym, volunteering, or taking classes on something you're interested in. For example, maybe you go twice per week to Orange Theory or CrossFit, you attend your HOA meeting, and you go to your kid's school event. That could be one week, okay? Um, you can mix that up. Sometimes it's repetitive, sometimes it's not, but the point is three in-person meetups per week minimum. Well, I just, you said Orange, so if you're going to do Orange Theory, which all of you should be doing, whatever's local to your market... You want to make sure, we've talked a lot about this, but go on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 9 o'clock or whatever's convenient for you, and then go on Tuesday and Thursday, yes, go every day, and then you're going to start bonding to different groups of people. That's a very, very, some of you go to the gym, you put your headphones on, you put your, you know, your hoodies <laughs> you down, out. and you go on the treadmill, and then you look like, you know, you're some kind of serial killer. That is not what you do. If you want to get business from, uh, you know, semi-social events like Orange Theory, you're going to have to actually go there and be ready to talk about real estate. They will quickly figure you out as being a real estate expert, and then you'll start getting listing leads. Julie and I practiced this. Of course, we can't help mm -hmm. ourselves. Yep. When we lived in uh, Georgetown, just north of Austin, Texas, and we went to, a, we didn't sell real estate, but I bet you from going to Orange Theory there for four years or whatever it was, I bet you we generated easily 20 leads. Easily, easily. Yep. Just by talking about real estate. Right. So you can do that too. Bonus, if you can make your meetings, the, the meetups that you go to about real estate in some way. So for example, maybe you'd like to be involved in your town's historical society or architectural review committee. Mix it up so you meet more people and of course, add them to your CRM. Okay, point number five or activity number five, send at least five handwritten cards per day. Send thank you or congratulations cards. This is a good use of social media to get ideas. Well, you can spy on them basically. Exactly. Well, so for example, who has just gotten a promotion, gotten married, had their kids graduate, recently moved, found out they have to move, or has a birthday? 
Use quality stationery and commemorative stamps, which you can get. It costs the same as a regular stamp. Just ask for them at the post office. So your card looks more like an invitation and is sure to be opened. You could even send them a congratulations card. Some of you, this is kind of a tacky idea, but I mean, it would work. And if you're tacky like me, you're going to love this idea. Wow. You could even send congratulations cards after you've done a CMA, knowing that their home's increased in value by you know 8% since last year, well, congratulating them for an increase in their net worth or congratulating them for having bought the house and having the house now be worth, you know, in some markets, you know, what would it be? $40,000 more, yeah. you know, 8% That's of the average. That's worth congratulations. Hell you made yeah. a smart decision. Yeah, exactly. Good job. Go you again. Yeah. Well, people love getting those handwritten cards. Always follow up by phone and with urgency when you get responses to any of these five strategies. Okay. So let's say you did the video CMA offer and somebody, you know, texts you back, pick up the phone and call them. And let's say you send a congratulations card and somebody shoots you an email saying, hey, I just got your card. That was awesome. Pick up the phone and call them. In all cases, the answer is to make direct communication. It's even better if you can do it face-to-face. Stick to the plan five days per week for five weeks and report your results back to us. You can message us on Instagram or email us directly. And of course, if you want even more support and camaraderie as you implement this plan, all you have to do is join Premier Coaching by going to premiercoaching.com, follow the notes that uh, on this podcast, sign up for free today. I love on our Facebook Live uh, coaching sessions, seeing the results that our coaching clients get. They love to share that with each other. They're not competing with each other. They're just posting that so you know, they can all say, you know, that's really awesome. Can I borrow that card idea? Can I borrow that video idea? You know, sometimes they post pop buys they're doing or parties or events or different things. Um, you mentioned the holidays. We're ramping up the wrapping paper project. That's well, I was just thinking a about project it. du jour. Coach Rochelle loves to lead those coaching sessions. Coach and Rich- we have examples of people taking listings from that. Oh, I know. And Coach Rochelle is the best. She works, obviously, Coach Rochelle is one of our coaches. She is the best at coming up with uh, hilarious little uh, past client idea <laughs> yes. things. They're and she awesome. truly enjoys doing it. She does. It, it's a little bit on the crafty side, a lot of her ideas, That's but okay. still they're brilliant. They are. So we're looking forward to that as well. Remember, you're not going to just pick and choose one or two of these things. This is the five-week plan to get five new deals from at least five people that you know. All right, guys, make sure you tune in tomorrow. We are going to be drilling down on the commission-sharing lawsuits. I think for the most part, you will walk away from having listened to tomorrow's podcast with a sense of confidence and direction, um, unlike, unfortunately, how most of the industry is feeling right now. So make sure you tune in tomorrow. Always, always, always. Um, obviously give us five-star reviews and uh, comments as to why you like this uh, particular podcast or the podcast in general. And it's especially important that you share this podcast with as many other agents as you can, um, because frankly, there's going to be a lot of agents right now that are going to be firmly in panic mode. A lot of brokers and teams aren't going to really know where to go with their businesses. Well, we're going to hopefully calm the, uh, calm their nerves tomorrow on tomorrow's show. In the meantime, in the meantime, thank you for keeping this number one listed to daily podcast for real estate professionals and at least the United States, you guys have a fantastic day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.